This is the Elkham Strength Podcast, episode 14, with Austin Yelkham and Greg Ebosher. Have your house in order before you criticize others. So our nugget of the day comes from Jordan Peterson um, in the book 12 Rules for Life. Have your, set yourself and set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Um, this kind of comes as a response to a lot of the uh, political movements where there's a lot of action people who claim to be taking action steps and but really they don't really have their own lives figured out so how again it really comes back to our one of our principles um, from the seven habits of high effective principles um, you had to set your foundation set your house in perfect order set your foundation before you go out and start telling the world how to live and what the world is doing wrong um, now typically we would go into the seven habits but Austin has been absolutely swamped with the opening of the gym, and gr- your boy has been swamped with various other things. Nothing is important or cool, but other things nonetheless. And so, instead of doing twelve rules for, and instead of doing seven habits of high effective people, we just kind of thought we'd go through some Q and A questions that we received, um, that Austin received through the Instagram page, and. Um, kind of work through them one by one and hammer them out because it just sounds actually way more entertaining and way more enjoyable to talk about rather than something as serious and as heavy as the seven principles. Yeah, and starting to make this kind of a rotation to where we do a guest, a book, and then a Q&A and hopefully trying to provide value on all fronts. We're able to cover somebody's story and give you some background there. We're able to give you life advice from the book and then we're able to actually like communicate with you with what are your questions? What do you guys want to know? And go forward with that. We're kind of excited about it. It's going to yeah, be sweet. It's going to be fun. Um, since the questions are directed at Austin most of the time, I will interject where I see fit, but he will definitely be doing majority of the... An- well, no. Greg, Greg, Greg's going to get fired yeah, up, and yeah, Greg's yeah. going to chime in, baby. Let's kill it. I always get fired up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely will chime in, that's for sure. Um, so... Should we roll right into it? We should. There question we one, baby. <laughs> question one. Um, question one. I want to start my own strength company. What do I do? Yeah, and this is, in so many regards, I've got this question, and it, it, it's been firing me up recently because I had this question asked me two, two days ago in a different regard with a good buddy of mine from back home. I've had a couple young strength coaches in the industry that are still doing their thing, a couple guys I coach, a couple guys that have reached out to me and they're like, what do you do? Like, how, how do we go about this? And it really fires me up because my answer is the same every single time. It's like, you gotta do something. These guys are so stuck in the mindset of they need to have everything planned out. They don't have the credentials yet. They don't have the research yet. They don't have this. They're unsure. They're unsure. They're unsure. And they sit in that circle of unsure and they're never going and taking a forward step in life. And the biggest action step I tell people is like, start somewhere. If you aren't ready to coach people yet, if you know that's not your step, then you have to get ready to coach people. To do that, you have to research. Mm -hmm. You have to research. You have to grind in that world. You have to know what you're doing. A lot of times coaches that aren't confident in coaching, it's because they haven't done the work. I mean, it's, it's true. When you see a coach that isn't very confident in what they're doing, it's because they're not confident in their own abilities. And if you're not confident in your own abilities, it's because you haven't done the research. You, you don't believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing. The first step is 
knowing what you're doing. And I, I, there's a lot of coaches that are past that point. They know what they're doing, and now they're just kind of scared to take that step into, well, what do I do? Like, I don't want people to judge me. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, do something. Build that brand. That, that's one of the biggest passion projects I've had with people is, like, tell them, it's like, you got to start building that brand. I have a buddy back home, Logan Lundy, shout out. We had, the, we had like, a heart-to-heart in a McDonald's parking lot at 1 in the morning after, what were we? We were hooking, we were, we were building these racks, that's what we were doing, yeah, we were building these racks at one, we finished up, my grandpa, my grandpa, shout out to my grandpa too, my grandpa does not stop working ever, he's a freak, he's a psycho, and we just kept grinding these holes into the night, it was a freaking hard, but we were in McDonald's parking lot at one in the morning, and he's like, we were having a hard time, he was just talking to me, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just not sure, like, working this job, I don't know my direction, and like, start posting content, it, it, this is one of the other passion things, is like, it's not other people's responsibility to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if I don't tell people, I, I still have people ask me today, what am I doing? Like, where am I coaching? What am I doing? I'm like, I post every single day on social media, every single day. And there's people out there that don't know what I'm doing. And like, it's not their fault. It's not their responsibility to know what I'm doing. So if you're not posting anything, how the hell are people supposed to know you're coaching? Mm-hmm. How the hell are people supposed to know if they want to sign up with you? They don't know your philosophy. They have no idea what you're doing. How are they supposed to build trust in that? How are they supposed to know? So like, if you want to build a brand, you want to build people you're training with, you got to tell people you're doing it, first of all. Like, you have to tell people. You have to put content out there. You have to provide value for people. Mm-hmm. And to do all this, you have to take a step. You have to do something that's uncomfortable to start. A year ago, I didn't have an Instagram. I hated I, – I was, social media was freaking weird to me. I'm from Foley, a small little town. And, like, you would post something on social media in high school, and you'd come to school, and everybody would see it and make fun of you for it. Yeah. And just, like – living in that bubble of like social media is not a thing. Well, I think it's a later question that we're going to talk about, but like you got to do something. You got to take that step and just build your brand and go forward with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, and I have not yet started my own company. It's definitely a goal of mine that I have, but it just seems like you said, like you have to develop the skill first. If you have no skill that you know better than anybody or better than 99 percent of people like that's where you have to that's where and it's where it seems like to me you have to start like right yes and this is another thing like know your freaking value like if you don't have those skills or if people if you if you think you have a skill but people at the market doesn't value that skill yet you're not experienced enough put yourself out there know your value when i started this i was worth nothing i was a 19 year old coach that thought i knew a bunch of stuff Uh, i interned for free for three years Mm -hmm. to learn to build. When I started Yoakum Strength, I trained guys for free to build, to learn, know your value. The market places that value on you. If you're putting stuff out there and they're not paying for it, you're not worth anything yet. Build that brand, build that market value and go from there. Like make yourself worth something. And to do that, again, you have to, you're not, you're never going to be making yourself worth something if you're just sitting in that circle of asking questions and never like doing something. You're never learning. You're never putting content out there. You're never providing value. You're never growing your value. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that because it, it also seems like there's a lot of there's kind of a wave of people who think they're entrepreneurs um, right now that are coming out of college like maybe with like an entrepreneurship degree it's like they just because you went to school for entrepreneurship doesn't mean you don't you understand how to build a business like it's honestly a huge pet peeve of mine because I see people going and just kind of trying to make a company out of nothing where they have they have no passion they have no skill they just feel like it's kind of the cool thing to do and it's it's gonna fail man like running a running a business is 
the hardest thing next to getting married and having kids probably the hardest thing you can do like when I saw my dad work when I was little when he opened up his company I wouldn't see him for weeks at a time yeah like you have as we were talking before you've been sleeping in the gym the last couple nights like it's it's the reality man it's fucking really hard to do like so yeah and and if you if you don't that's the thing like it's it, it it's really fucking hard to do and if you don't yeah. love it you're not gonna do you're it you're not gonna do it and that's the thing you're gonna get passed up by every single person that loves you to do it they, I bring it back every single time to like Ghost Fit and Josh Parks just because there was literally like you said five companies in that entrepreneurship class that started a t-shirt company yeah. because it was the easy thing to do they had right. to start a business with this entrepreneur class and like you could pinpoint which ones were gonna fail like you could it right. was almost painful it's like you knew what wasn't gonna work because they had no passion for it they had no yeah. like I get not having an idea of what like you're gonna do and like how to run the business and that type of thing. But if you have a freaking passion for it, like you're gonna make it work eventually. You yeah, know, just because you're gonna grind so hard. Maybe it's not the best way. The way I'm doing all this, I guarantee, ten years from now, when I know more about this, like I'm gonna be like, that was so fucking stupid. Like, what are you doing? But I did it. You know, like you put yourself out, you learn there, you yeah. go through the path, and then you have a passion for it. Like you need to have a passion for what you're starting, otherwise your value is not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, I can't wait till we listen to these conversations in 10 years it's going to be hilarious it's going to be awesome but we provide we, we took a step and we did it you yeah know? Like, exactly and that's the thing i talk about like this all the time too is like same thing with the anatomy tuesdays i talk to mark all the time about that. like all the instagram live stuff everything i want to look back in 10 years and be like you're an idiot like yeah. you're an idiot what were you doing back then <laughs> and that's not because what we're doing right now is so shitty you know like it's not because it's just because you've grown right and the only way to grow is to actually do this the only way we're at, like mm-hmm. the only way we're going to become better talkers better podcasters better communicators is by communicating podcasting mm-hmm. and talking to each other you know like night and day like if you look back to even episode one of like how like like we we vibe so much better already than what mm-hmm. we were doing and that was 10 weeks ago you yeah. know like in a year, in two years, when we actually know kind of what we're doing and we're able to talk, like, this is the only way to get better. We, we could have talked about, like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll produce a podcast when we have a studio. Like, yeah, what good is that going to Then we're going to have a studio and no skills, you know? Like, <laughs> I, every single time, every single thing in life, it's going to come back to actually putting yourself out there and doing it. You're going to yeah. fail. It's going to suck right away. I get that. But you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to go through those failures. You're never going to reach a peak. You're never right. going to actually accomplish anything. You're never going to go forward. Yeah, man. It's taking that step. And I don't want to get into what I'm about to say because I think we're going to have another question on it later. Actually, we're not. We're not. Um, real quick, then. It's like I found myself. I'm, I've been working at a job I don't want. And then I found myself... Actually, I've been there for like five months and I realized like for the last two months I haven't even been really actively trying to get out of it and and there was like a mental block in my head about I mean not that I wasn't doing good I just was kind of putting all my effort into a lot of other different things mm-hmm. like and I hadn't really focused on it but then there was also something in the back of my mind that knew I was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and just making excuses about and it was just and it's just a matter of just doing it just you have to like you have you can think about it you can plan you can write but like you have to do something and you have to just do something it's so small like when you're low it's a low door that's going to be open like look low god opens low doors when you're low and don't think you're too good for a low door because you're not and like take that door man yeah take it 
Yeah. And it goes back to like starting everything of like being able to build a gym, being able to build a business. It started because I trained guys for free. You know, mm -hmm. like took a low door of training guys I just got done playing with and I trained them for free yeah. and I did it. Uh, it started with I needed to take my business to the next level and I started researching and I started with posting an Instagram story of me working out. You know, like mm -hmm. just like you said, such a low door. Like it's yeah. something that seems so small and it snowballs. I, and this is like, snowballs. I, I, I'm talking to it. I, intern at um, St. Olaf and he's doing the same type of thing like he came to me he wasn't sure like how how is he going to grow his talents how is he going to do this how is he going to build that resume how is he going to do it and I'm like start start to train people for free start to do it learn with them actively explain to them you don't have all the answers yet like I, that's why you're doing it for free I'm doing it for free because I don't have all the answers I'm going to learn the answers through this so it's not going to be this great experience you're getting yet but it's going to be better than nothing I'm going to grow with you we're going to do it and it's so awesome to watch. Like he took that step, he took this advice, and now he's training like twenty to thirty people as a senior in college. You know, yeah. like he, I mean, and then when you leave college, you have something built, you have a brand built, you have something just so small that's gonna grow. You know, like it's right. so much better than coming out with nothing. Yeah, right. Which is what you did. And that was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was solid. Question two. Question two, baby. Are you ready? Born ready. Right now, I'm currently searching for my new purpose in life. I've recently graduated from college and I was an athlete my whole life. And you know how it is to be an athlete in college and be an athlete your whole life. Part of finding my new purpose is a career. What advice do you have about finding a career that you think will be fulfilling and will also allow me to provide for my family? Find yourself first. This is, this is something that I really needed to take to heart when I was coming out of college is like I had done sports, I succeeded in sports, I thought that that's what I was doing basically and I, I, I never took the time to find myself. I think if you're focused on trying to find that job, you're trying to find that career, you're trying to find that success and without finding yourself, it doesn't matter the highest level you achieve. If you, if you don't know what you want to achieve as a man, as a woman, as a person, if you don't know what you want to achieve, accomplishing those things isn't going to mean anything to you. Mm -hmm. Like accomplishing what I thought I wanted to accomplish meant nothing in college to me because it wasn't, it wasn't my passion. I never took the time to actually find who I was as a person and what I wanted to do. And it sucks and it takes time and it's not the like climbing the ladder of the thing and it's probably not the advice you guys wanted of starting something and getting this, but like, take the time. And one of the biggest things I took is like I, I spent like four hours in a coffee shop one day writing down a mission statement of who am I, what do I want to do, how am I going to live my life in every aspect. And it, it, every single time I go off of that and I'm like, I need direction in my life, I, I pull out the mission statement, I look it up. I have it hanging in my office at the school, I got to bring it over to the office here. But it's just hanging there, it's like, how am I treating people, am I becoming closer to the man I want to become? And that's the biggest advice is just like, stop trying to find a career. Stop trying to find success. Stop trying to find these things. Stop trying to find the girl. Stop trying to find these things. Find yourself. Everything else will come. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you, you see it in all the successful people. You talk to them. It's just like there's energy radiating off, radiating off yeah. of those people. You know, like it's just these are different people. And I really believe it's because they've took the time and like they found themselves. They know who they want to be. And then every, all the other puzzle pieces come together. Like you're so much more fulfilled that way. Right. Yeah. Um. I can't 
agree with anything you said more. Um, again, I've gone through a similar thing as Yoakum, and now I don't have the career portion figured out yet, but I know that whatever I do end up deciding to do, because I have taken this approach of finding myself first, is going to be great. And career is just going to be one aspect of life. Whereas, like, for a lot of people, it's their life. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't get me wrong, like, I want to have a great career, super fulfilling career. I want to kick ass, want to be the best of whatever I end up becoming. But I know that, like, in the end, that's just part of the equation, man. Like, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's just part of the equation. Like, and like you said, if you're, if I just would have graduated college and started chasing and chasing money and chasing um, what society kind of wants you to chase and what I feel like growing up in the community that I grew up in, grew up in a really nice suburb of Chicago and <clears throat> went to a great high school and then went to a great college with a great business school. So I felt like, felt like my whole life I've kind of been bred for this like corporate ladder climb mm -hmm. up until this point, you know, it was everything was like preparing me for that. And, like, now I see it's, like, it's not about that at all, man. Like, life is so much more than just your career. And once you find yourself and what you value and what where you stand in, in your relationship with the world, God, the universe, whatever you want to say, it's your life's going to be, once you find that, then, then you can go. Well, and then that's the thing, too, is, like, you talk about that corporate ladder climb and stuff like that and, like, success in the business world. Like... It's taking one step back to take a hundred steps forward. Yeah. You find yourself, you have that energy rating off, radiating off of you, like that, you're gonna shoot up that ladder rather than digging that hole and the fucking climbing one ring every 10 years and getting that 10% raise every 10 oh. years. Dude, you oh. develop your leadership talents, yeah. you develop who you are as a man, you develop that energy. That, I mean, that's when you make those big jumps. That's mm. when you become, you take that one step back, you build that foundation, you build that house, that's when you make huge strides in yeah. life. You take that one step back, rather than just trying to yeah. like inch your way up that ladder, you're able to pass everybody up, and that's where right. people get pissed. And but it's like they didn't—they never took the time to do what you did. They never yeah. took those sacrifices. They never yeah. took that that chaos in life that Jordan Peterson talks yeah. about. They never really explored that chaos and what it really means. Yeah. And they've always had that order. And then when that chaos comes, like they have no idea what to do with right. it. And you're just—you've dealt with it. You've put right. yourself in those situations, and that's where you—the success comes. Like. I don't want people thinking, listening, and like, oh yeah, these people are like, fuck that, you're still gonna, like, we're still striving to achieve, you know, like, and, but yeah. it's just yeah. all aspects of your life, yes. you know, yes. becoming a whole rounded person. Right, yes, you're trying to become, um, you know, I really resonate with the idea of just becoming like a, a warrior, like a badass, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and that's kind of what resonates with me, and I think there's a lot of different, Jordan Pearson always calls them like archetypes, and you there's a lot of different ways of being in the world that you could find, like a caretaker is like another way or uh, like a mother. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can see that fulfillment, but like you can have that in all aspects of your life. And that's, and it's going to make your life so much better too. Yeah. And like, uh, I wanted to go back to one thing you said. Um, when you take that step back, when you embrace the chaos, you mentioned this quote to me from the book the other day and I forgot how much I loved it. It was no, no trees, Dude, branches yes. can can grow into heaven with if the roots do not reach down to hell. So yep. you don't know. You don't know the greatness and goodness inside of you 
if you also are total, if you are unaware of the evil and the hate and the negativity inside of you, inside of you, inside of the world, inside like of, just yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you just you're trying to stay in that like middle ground of yeah. that. Like you're never gonna reach the heaven. You're never you're never gonna go down to hell. Like you're just gonna stay in that middle ground. And you're yeah. never gonna experience it. Like uh, I, I talked about that on the back pocket. It's just like the mountain and the valleys and just like dealing with it. Like if you're staying in that yeah. safe zone, dude. Like that's yeah. where you 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 never break out you right. never become yeah. who you can become and that's just one of my pat like I, I was asked the other day like what is kind of like my wine it's like i don't want people to go to their freaking grave with dreams with like right. passions with talents and like not freaking wasting them not dying with your it's fucking terrifying. dreams that's a terrifying thought man and it's it's safe and that's why people go to their fucking graves with their dreams and then it's just struggling. One of the like super the, the, one of the things I've loved is like my mom finally like she she's starting up a, a flower business and she's selling flowers in a greenhouse and she's finally what? like doing it. Yeah, and she's like she's the type to like she's been safe her entire life. Like it just the most bubble person ever. Like never wanting to break out of this bubble. Like super quiet. Never wanting to make anybody mad. And she's finally just she's done it. Going like, for it. She's just going for it. She's opening up this flower business. I went home the other day. There's fucking 200 flowers all over our house because I can't go outside yet. Our whole house is filled with flowers and dirt and plants. And I like, was like, what's going on, Mom? She's like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm starting this up. And I was like, that's so freaking awesome. Like, she's not taking that to her grave. I don't... Fire me up. And I, I don't care how late it is in life. Yes. Just don't bring it to your grave with you. I don't yeah. care how old you're listening. Like, I don't care where you're at in life. Don't take those freaking passions. Don't take those dreams. Don't die with those. Yeah. People need to see those. That's the, the other thing is like, People really, really want to see you succeed. People really want to see you be happy. People want and need your talents and love. And need. you can't give that if you're in that bubble. I love how you said need. and Because it's a need. It's, an, it's a need. Like, it's not people want it. It's like they need it. In order yeah. to live the life that they want to live, they need you to do that. And you need them to do that. And I think, like what you said about your mom here, struck with me another chord. It's like, you need you need to surround yourself with people in your life that are doing that too. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're, you're going to not, um, you, you're going to stay stagnant, right? Like yeah. you, you have to surround yourself with people who are chasing and going just as hard, if not harder than you. And like, I mean, that's again, that's like the biggest reason why I moved back up to Minnesota mm-hmm. is because we have a group of guys here, um, who are doing that and it's and it's yeah um bro and that's so like this weekend when we opened up the gym the first people i had in the gym was thomas gorilla and uh josh parks both of which have been on the podcast both absolute freaking grinders in life yeah. and they came to this gym they were first people in this and like we talked and we're like it's so just like lighting that fire again because you yeah. see other people are doing this. Other people are grinding with you. Other people are becoming the best version of themselves. Yeah. They're pushing themselves, their business, and they're grinding with you. They're sleeping on their freaking floor yeah. as well. They're working those like 20-hour days and sleeping four hours. And yeah. just like somebody else is doing this with you. Somebody else wants to see you succeed. Like it, it's just surround yourself with those people. Like Greg and I mentioned this before the podcast. Like if you don't surround yourself with those people, 
You surround yourself with people that were the old version of you. You surround yourself with people that are average. Even if they're not bad for you, if they're not helping you, yeah. they're holding you back. And I'm not saying you need to cut them off. I'm saying spend less time with them. Yeah. Do something to where you're surrounding yourself more with people right. that are pushing you to become the best version. Yeah. It goes back to like, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You never want to be the strongest person in the weight room. You never want to be the best athlete on the field. Because when you reach those things, you catch your potential. You're not pushing yourself farther to chase, to right. become better. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I lost my thought. Um, yeah, like how you said, you don't have to cut them off permanently. But like, if you think you're gonna do them a favor by staying around, like if you think you're gonna be nice to them by staying around and like being their friend, like you're doing them a disservice and you're doing you a disservice. So yeah, stop. and this, this we, I, we talked about this too, is like, if you are being average with them, you're never able to help them. You're never able to come back and like, yeah. show them the light that could be you right. know like if you're just there then you, you guys are all going to stay average because you decided to be safe right whereas if maybe you take that step you make that jump out of the hole maybe they see that and maybe they're like holy shit i can do this you know yeah. like holy shit maybe i can make that jump and not be average anymore yeah. maybe i can go forward in life too right on <laughs> another quick kind of cool thing about that <laughs> i don't think i've told you this but when I saw what you were doing when I moved home in January, and I saw what you were doing at the. Wow, it's in the eye. Do you have dust in here or what, man? <laughs> oh. Straight gains are in the air, oh, baby. Okay. Um, oh, but when I moved home and I saw what you were doing, I was like, I need this in my life. I need what he's doing. I need the energy. I need, I need this faith. I need this commitment. I need this. And then so I wrote you out the podcast thing, and I was like. Uh, maybe I don't know I just you know it was just you need it in your life man you need the positivity and you brought it for me so thank you you're welcome I just remember uh, <laughs> I, it was it was like gay term uh, I was in T's and I got a text message or I got an email from Greg and it was like podcast with all all capitals exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point I click and open it and it's this whole typed up plan guest what we're gonna do, how we're gonna do it, just everything mapped out. And I was like, holy fuck, we're doing this. Like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're starting up. And it was like, call Greg, I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's get this mic, let's make this happen. Yeah. And it was, it was freaking awesome. It was straight like, gas. It was straight gas. <laughs> People feel each other, baby. Yeah. Okay. Here we go, baby. Question three. Fire us up. <laughs> oh, no, let's go. Good. Training questions. Training question one I'm a girl. I want to get toned, but not bulky like the massive CrossFit chicks. How can I accomplish this? I'll tell you what. Stop going to toning classes. You can accomplish it that way. That's one way. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Let, let's break down what this whole toned and bulk thing is. When you see an Instagram model, when you see a girl that is fit and fucking, let's be honest, sexy. Like, she, she's just a beautiful human being. Well, See, in your mind, I like girls that are strong. But yeah, go ahead. She, she's she's toned. She's in. She's she's what you are looking for. What you are seeing there is a high muscle mass yeah. and a low body fat percentage. Right. What you're saying when you don't want to be bulk that that let's 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 really break this down. If you guys are going to these these fake fitness classes and you're jumping in and out, yes, I, I love that you're doing something. I'm not gonna hate on that. I love that you're actually doing something. You're making those steps. 
But what we need to do is really build muscle. That, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing when I talk to females, the biggest thing they're missing is they're scared to build muscle, they're scared to lift heavy, they're scared to do compound movements because they don't wanna be bulky. What these Instagram models, what these people you're looking at are, they have muscle. That's, that's, that's the key part that you're missing that they have. Most girls that are in this category are usually pretty low body fat. Most college chick, they're low body fat, they have right. that part. Mm -hmm. What you're missing, what that toned look, that shape, that's muscle. It's muscle mass. It's muscle. The way to build muscle, progressive overload, lifting heavy, high reps, having a freaking program. If you are going to a workout of the day, again, I don't want to hate, it's, it's something. It's something better than, which is better than nothing, but if they're not planning something for you, if you're not progressing, if there's not something where you started here and you're ending here, if they're not testing to where you were here and now you're ending there, you're never gonna reach those goals. If you don't have a beginning, you're never gonna have an end. If you don't have a plan, if you don't have a roadmap, you're never gonna get anywhere. You're just gonna walk in a circle. Again, yes, it's better doing something, but if you want to progress, if you really want to make a jump, progressive overload, heavy lifts, have a plan, have some sort of plan that's going to progress you from point A to point B, mm -hmm. not just going in a circle all the time. Yes. Um, it's, it's very frustrating to me when I hear this argument, too, because girls say, I don't want to look like, you know, I don't want to get all big and jacked. It's like... In order to look like those CrossFit girls or any, like, girl who's, like, that big, the amount of effort you're going to have to put in, like, first off, you might not ever even be genetically capable to hit that with your genetic ceiling. You, maybe you could. You know, you have to, you'd have to go in and go all in. But, like, that's not what you're going to look like either. Like, that is the extreme of the extreme. That is total life commitment, like, you're not going to get that big and bulky. You're going to be so happy with the way you look. Like, it, weight training will change your life. And then this, is, this is another thing is, like, a lot of the girls that you see in bodybuilding magazines and this type of thing, like, the reason they're bulky is because they're taking yeah. supplements. They're taking drugs. They're taking things that are affecting their hormones. Right. Most girls are not able to build that amount of muscle mass and make them, in quotations, bulky. Yes. The girls you, get, the girls you see in bodybuilding magazines... Their sport is to look like that. For their sport to be able to get to that point, many are using hormones that are changing <laughs> how they're living their life. You know, like, hormones. Yeah, I, know. I was trying to, I was trying to like make it yeah. uh, politically correct yeah, and not, yeah, yeah. not judge anybody. But the, I mean, it's it's their sport. They compete in their yeah. sport for the most part. They're using drugs of some sort. Without that, you girls are not, you're not going to look like that. You're going to look amazing. Yeah, yeah. You're going to build that muscle. You're going to have, in quotations, toned is not a freaking thing. You're not going to look not toned. You're going to look like strong. you want to look. You're going to look strong. Not even strong. It's, you're just going to look like you have some shape to you. You're not right. going to be flubber. Yeah. You know, you're just not yeah. going to be there. You're, you're going to have that shape. Right. You're going to have firm muscle. Like, you're going to be really happy with the way you look. I really cannot stress enough. I really hope all women seriously try intense weight training as i just all the literature is 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 shown and proven it enhances every single facet of fitness so and again going back to this like when greg says intense greg's getting fired up over here but it doesn't have to be intense if what you're doing now is not it needs yeah. to be a plan from plant <laughs> point a to point b it doesn't have to be intense it needs to be something that 
you started here yeah. and now you wrote something out that's going to get you to here. Yes. If you're not writing a program, if you're not writing a roadmap, you're going to be walking in a circle. Maybe at some point that gets you to a super intense, super strict program. <laughs> but for most people, that's not it. For most people, it's not just showing up and having a workout that's already planned for you, planned for this whole class. For most people, it's just having a plan for you. Hey, I need to work on this. This is my goal. Here's how I'm going to get there. I'm going to do this. I want to build my glutes. I'm going to do some glute bridges and we're going to build up and we're going to progress. We're going to start with 15 pounds and hopefully we're going to build up to 30 pounds mm -hmm. within three to four weeks. We're going to do something like that rather than just showing up and we're going to hop on the rower because that's what everybody's doing, you know, like just get a plan. Any sort of plan is going to be better than no plan. Right. Go from point A to point B. If you don't have a roadmap, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. And as men, be welcoming to women in the weight room and don't be a don't be a creepy weirdo. Like, don't look at them like, just treat them like they're regular people. Don't be a pervert. Just treat them like they're people just trying to get after like you and get stronger and better. Because there's a lot of, like, especially, I hate to admit it, but even with me in college on the football team, there's a lot of talk about that in the weight room. It's just, like, just be better, man. Just be better. Like, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, because I'm not. I do that a lot, too. And so it's, but I'm just saying, gotta create a welcoming environment. For all people in the weight room. Um, yeah. Anything else? Cool. Okay. Question four. Thoughts on social media as a tool for a business? Also, thoughts on social media as a tool for social interaction? If you're not using social media and you have a business, you're an idiot. I don't care if you're at a certain point and not using it, like, I already made it to this point, like, if you're not doing it, it, it no matter what you're doing, it's going to take your thing even higher. Maybe you don't know 100% what you're doing, and maybe it just grows you, but it's going to grow you. It's getting your message out there. It's, it's one of the easiest ways of free advertisement. It's you're putting your message out there. Social media completely changed my business. I mean, it, it changed everything. It allows you to connect with the community. It allows you to provide value for the community. It allows the community to know what you're doing, what you're providing, and how you're doing it. It gets them interested. Instead of paying thousands of dollars for a TV ad, for a, a newspaper ad, for any of this, the, the, the first time I put $10 into a Facebook ad, I had 10 people sign up. I paid $10 and I got like a thousand percent return on this for one month. This is just first person signing up. Then these people stay on the program and it continues. Like the, the, the rate of return there, if you have a product that you need to sell, social media is so powerful. On the other end, this is, this is the social interaction part of it. And like everybody talks about how people are addicted to social media. People are like, and social media is bad, that type of thing. Social media does have bad parts. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, and this goes back to my thing, is like be a problem solver, not a problem. Like look, not, not looking for problems. Like mm -hmm. solve this problem. No matter what you do, social media is going to be around. People are going to be on it. There's going to be bad parts of social media. There's going to be haters. There's going to be so much shit on social media. How can you help bring a light to that area? People are scrolling through the feed, they're seeing this shit, they're seeing people hating on each other, people being nasty to each other, people being mean, people posting stupid pictures. Then they scroll up and they see your picture providing some sort of value, some sort of light. This is how I view it. Like, no matter what you do, it's gonna be there. How can you help the world a little bit? Again, it comes back to like, how can you bring it closer to heaven or hell? Like, you have the option of 
you can make social media a better place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're going to change social media, but you're going to help it just a little bit of making it a little bit better, a little bit more value providing, a little bit more positive rather than this hate that you see and just coming out. So like help it a little bit, be a problem solver there. Right. For sure. That's a, that's a good answer. Um, my thoughts on social media as a tool for social interaction. I agree. If you don't have one in your business, you're an idiot. Falling behind. That's for sure. Um, you know, so I gave up Instagram for Lent because I found myself paying, spending too much time on it, just kind of scrolling mindlessly. And, and, um, <clears throat> and then after four days, 40 days of giving it up, I got it back and fell back into kind of just going back on it and scrolling, which is my own fault. So I have since gotten off of it um, permanently because I felt like I was, it was taking away value from my life. And to be quite honest, I have fervent, I have, I have enjoyed it so much being off of it. Like, I, I don't know exactly why, um, but I just feel like very free and not maybe that maybe other things that what I'm doing is, is the cause of the freedom, but I have really enjoyed my time being off of it. I definitely want to get back on it eventually because I love interacting with my friends and seeing what's going on with people. And, and I've got a pretty positive feed. Like I've got my feeds basically football videos, dog videos, weight training videos, fighting like UFC, MMA, basketball and friends. So, I mean, I got a pretty good feed, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think interacting with friends on social media is anywhere near the same as interacting with people in person now. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people kind of see that as a, as a, as a way to interact with people, but I don't really think it is. It's yeah, I, I don't think it's a substitution at all no. for in-person communication. But again, I, I go back to the point of it, it's not going away and people are going to be on it. Part of my why is positively affecting as many people's lives as I can. Yeah. And if people are scrolling through social media and they see shit after shit and they get swallowed into this circle of negative like mm -hmm. feedback, negative people, just negative things in their life, yeah. If you can provide them a little momentum, a little bit of light in their life and just give them something to grab onto, mm -hmm. something that they can take during that day. And like, I, I know it's true because I'm like, I've seen it myself. It's like you're having a bad day and you, you see somebody succeed on Instagram or you see something cool on Instagram and like, that helps you a little bit. Like that takes you out of that hole just a little bit. And if you're able to help somebody, make, it's so, it's like most people don't need a ton. They need just a little push. They right. need something to take them. Like the feedback, you, you like, I've got from it is just like it's something something I didn't even think about a lot of times it's like I posted and I didn't think about it it's like somebody will say like that really resonated with me yeah. you know like and just something like that is like you never know what people need in their life you never know this is it goes back to like some of the struggles I've seen my friends go through is like you never know what that person's going through that day you yeah. know so like maybe maybe they were going to do something really stupid maybe they were going to say something stupid maybe they were going to do something dumb in their life and maybe all they needed was that little bit of positive light, that little bit of positive information, and maybe that helps change everything, you know? And yeah. like, it's, 
it's the same as like a book for us, you know, like you, you read something that maybe that author didn't think was huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe that author is speaking at a YouTube, like, and they say something that maybe they didn't think was huge and it resonates with you and it changes your life. That's kind of how I see it. Yes. And I think that's definitely the healthiest way and probably the way it was intended to be used when it was created. Um, yeah. Good. Very good. Um, question five. Um, batteries long. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, question five. Who are a couple of your favorite personal inspirations? Favorite personal inspirations? I mean, uh, the, the, the big ones, I would say the big three. And one, one's a book, but like The Seven Habits. I mean, that, that book is ridiculous. Jordan Peterson and the Jocko. Yeah. I mean, like, those, those three That's are just like, yeah. those three just, it, it all comes back to just like being able to like provide a foundation and some sort of like something for people to grab onto to hopefully like yeah. change their life around. You know, just people don't need a ton. They need something in their life to be like, holy shit, I can do that. Holy shit, I can help people like that. Holy shit, I can do this, you know? And like, that, that's all they do. They just provide a little bit of information, a little bit of light, a little bit of motivation that it's, it, that in itself is not gonna change who you are as a person. You need to make those active habits that maybe it, it forces you to do one of those habits. Yeah. Maybe that habit snowballs into something bigger and then it, the momentum grows. Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, my, <laughs> I don't know, probably the same. Um, I guess the people, I guess the people who I feel like I'm learning life lessons from the most right now are Jordan Peterson, Jocko Willink, like those two guys I probably look up to more than I look up to just about anybody right now. Um, yeah, like you said, they're just, and the, and the thing with them too is like, it's so practical. Like they, what they tell you to do and if you do it, it just, it, it like works and it works fast. And before you know it, you're you're flying. Yeah, like, and then it just comes back down to like they all, everybody that is in this world is like they're saying the same thing in a different way of yeah. just like the fundamental yeah. truths of the universe. You yeah. know, like you can't fight these things. Right. And once they're stupid, like I, I saw a post the other day is like Jordan Peterson is the, the idiot's hero or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, because he's making it simple, <laughs> yeah. he, he, you know, like because he's yeah. not, it's, it pisses me off in the strength conditioning world too is like fucking people want to show how smart they are yeah. you know like that's yeah. not your job your job is to communicate with people and no. be able jordan peterson if he wanted to could talk circles around everybody and put it in a way yeah. that nobody understands like he's yeah. dumbing it down to a level and it's still at a ridiculous level like yeah. some of the stuff he talks about in there is like what what is he saying yeah and it, like he's trying to dumb it down for you like that's just like he's not an idiot's hero he's like he's trying to help as many people as he can yeah. he's trying to make it practical for everybody what's yeah. the point of having this freaking knowledge and then like explaining it to something that 1% of people can understand. How is that helping the world? How yeah. is that helping people? Yeah, I mean, it's not helping anybody at all. And like the greatest good in this world is helping people. Like that's what, I just read a Sebastian Younger tribe. Have you mm-hmm. read that? Mm-hmm. Oh, so super good, super interesting. But he, it goes on in the book of like how the number one greatest dopamine kick humans get ever is when they help other human beings. It's like, that's the greatest good we can do for each other. Mm-hmm. Like biologically, that's the way we've been programmed. Like that, and Jordan Peterson is doing that, like better than anyone. And Jocko, I think also those guys resonate with us super well because like 
Um, they're both like kind of tough guys and macho, and we try to be that, even though we're not. But we try to be that, and I, I think, yeah, Jocko is just an absolutely formidable human being. He's a beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay, right on. Question six. Okay, Austin. I would like to burn body fat on my belly and my underarms. How can I do this? This this is this is a question I get a ton. Is people picking where they want to burn their fat and picking how they want to look and they want to lose fat like in, in this spot of their leg and this underarm flap and like that's not how that's not how any of this works. That's, that's not how it works. <laughs> you burn total body fat. You burn fats. You don't just pick a spot and be like, I rub a cream on here, and that's gonna. That's not how any of this works. Calories in versus calories out. Mm. What's your metabolism like? How active are you? What are you eating? What are your hormones like? That that's that's what it comes down to. Like, when you burn fat, you get lean. Your whole body gets lean. You burn total calories and fat, and you just get leaner. You don't get to pick like, oh yep, I'm able to burn fat everywhere but my belly. No, no, you're in a calorie surplus. And your body's storing that there. Yeah. That, that You don't get the pick where you burn your fat. You eat less calories. You're more active. You eat better so your metabolism can go up. And your hormones are better. And you feel better. And you're, then you're more active because of that. Then you're making better choices. And then it snowballs. But you don't just... That, it's not your genetics. It's, it's, it's not that... Yes. It's not that this thing just happened. And like, oh, I'm just fat in my belly. Like, it's just my belly. Like, that, that's not how any of this works. It's... Calories in versus calories out is the most simple way to explain it. Yep. Love it. Um, my only thing to add is any other fitness person, any other fitness person, any other, uh, any food, any news article, any book, anything that tells you otherwise, they are wrong and they're lying. And they're trying to sell you something. And you're going to be a sucker for it. Don't be a sucker. There's no weak, there's no stupid, easy ways to do it. You just got to flipping do it like and do it the hard way and it'll be way better and you'll get the results you're actually looking for and be honest with yourself. Like, I mean, I didn't think I could ever have abs in my life and because my dad is, is fat <laughs> and I always rationalize that and that's not true. So do it, do it. No fucking shortcuts. Question seven. If you could go pro, oh yeah. So the structure for the Q&A is going to be a business question, life question, and then a training question. Um, run through that a couple times. And then we're going to also ask kind of a fun question because, you know, we're fun here and we like to have fun. Um, if you could go pro in any sport, which sport would you choose? Slow pitch softball, without a doubt. Mm. 100%, dude. If I could hit dingers, just walk up to the plate, hit dingers all day, just walk back to the dugout and like nod at the two people in the stands, I would do that all day. Slow pitch softball. I play four to five nights a week usually, just grinding on that field. All my training. Right now, we're working on a blog post breaking down um, how you train as a slow pitch softball player. So check out for that coming soon, you fellow softball players. But I love it. It's a good thing. Um, my, my hometown is 200 people, something like that, and all we have in the town is a church, a bar, 
in a big ass softball field. <laughs> and 90% of my town's revenue for the whole year comes from a softball tournament called Good Old Gilman Days, where we quadruple the size of this town in two days. That everybody comes to watch and play softball and just hang out and just it's always been a community thing for us. And it's, it's the way to go. If you haven't played slow pitch softball, and Matt Mitchell, the real slow pitch softball, oh. you have a little hard ball, you don't have this bullshit fat ball that you can't miss because you're unathletic. A little hard ball, you play it like baseball, you pitch it, you hit a dinger, you use a glove, it's freaking baseball, we're not using our hands, you use a glove, hit a dinger, you walk back to the dugout, you, you wink at that old grandma that's there watching you just because somebody left her there. <laughs> that's my brand made sport. That's, you're going pro in that. Going pro in that you're going one. Pro fake, you're, because what you guys play in Minnesota, that's fake. Oh my God. You guys play fake softball here. Uh, here's the thing. We got Gilman softball tournament, and Greg, Greg's going to make an appearance, and Greg's going to find out real quick what real softball is. Greg, yeah. Greg. See, I'm from, this, I'm from the best city in the world. I'm from Chicago, and we play 16-inch softball there, where we play like a 16-inch kind of puffy, puffy ball, and you play barehanded like a man. Puffy is a good word for it. It's like Chicago. Right, it's puffy. pretty hard. Puffy. Yeah, it's not. Extra, all right, it's not puffy. Just, it's just a little extra body fat on it. It does have. Puffy. Yeah, that's fine. It is. It's a good way to describe the ball. It's got a little extra body fat. Yeah, on ours it. are lean, but it makes muscle. It, <laughs> it makes it harder to hit. So you have more power to get that thing out of the stadium, baby. Oh my god, that's a real softball. Last weekend of July, we're an updated podcast. We're throwing Greg at shortstop. He's gonna have one of these twelve-inch balls flying at him. He's gonna be ducking. <laughs> He's going to be asking for that 16-inch ball. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't do something. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped playing baseball in seventh grade. I'm going to be – oh, I'm nervous for going to It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> I need to practice. I, I haven't hit baseball since the last time we went. I'm going home to work on these racks. We're building chin-up uh, chin bars tomorrow, and uh, we're going to hit some hit some softballs. Hit some dingers. Hit some dingers, baby. Get yeah. that practice and visualize. All right, yeah. Well, I need to get my visualization in for July 29th. July That's 29th, sure. baby. Make your well, appearance. Yeah. Well, I'm pumped. Um, dude, easy question. Going pro in football. It's mm-hmm. my favorite sport, best sport in the world. Um, love the game more than I've loved just about anything in my life. Other than this podcast. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd have to go football, man. I love it's what I did for fourteen years, just unpaid, absolute, just pure passion for the game. So I would I would choose football. And I know a lot of people argue with that, and they say, "Oh, there's so much. There's not that much money. It's like there's not that much. Uh, you get hurt, you get injured. It's like, yeah, but you're a fucking gladiator, dude. Yeah, you love it. It just. I, I, and I this is such on a, such a small scale, but I just always go back to like I'm never having experience of walking out of Target yeah. Field like thirty thousand people there and just like the whole place and like the air is different, dude. Like right. it's just imagine walking out of a tunnel, an NFL tunnel, and just like I have go- I'm literally like goosebumping yeah. right now just thinking about this is like walking out of an NFL tunnel and just like you can't hear anything. The air is different. Like everything's just different and. Every single thing on you is freaking out, and you have to calm yourself, and you have to act like a gladiator, a warrior. Like, yeah, every single play, your life can be taken. You know, like you have to have that mindset and just going after it. Dude, nothing compares to that. Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing. I don't know if I'll ever experience anything like that again. Man, it was such a cool and unique 
thing that we got to do for how oh, I did it for 13 years. I mean, man, yeah, it was absolutely awesome. So that's what I would choose. I would choose football. I love it. Awesome. So, Greg, updates on life. Yeah. Um, training. I've been absolutely dominating. Um, and I feel fantastic. Feel very strong, uh, mobile for me, which is not very good for most the average person. But mobile, man, I feel great. I feel great. Numbers keep going up, and yeah. Um, life update: Just got back from Nashville. Went with a couple of high school buddies, and um, I'm a huge country music fan. So going to Nashville was really a, a dream come true for me. And just heard great music, toured the city. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. How about you? Love it. We're here, dude. Yeah, man. Opened up the gym. Dude, the last, the last I, I, like, before I thought I worked hard until this week, and just like, yeah. man, this, uh, it was a grind. Right? We, we changed an old yoga studio into this 500 square foot gym. Um, built our all, all of our own racks. Freaking drove all over, picking up equipment. He's building everything, painted it all. We painted at like two in the morning one night, and like late, like we we were here from like literally like for a whole week building these racks. It was six a.m. to midnight building these racks. It, it, was, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And then painting like in here from midnight to two a.m. and just like grinding and just like seeing it all to come together and like now being in here and now having a laboratory. What the guys call the dungeon. Like now having this is like. I'm so freaking pumped. I'm so pumped for the future. I'm so pumped to get everybody in here. I'm so pumped for the content that's coming out, for just having a space, having a laboratory, just to do everything. Like, having a spot. Like, I love it. I, I'm fucking excited. Yeah, I love it too. And for anyone who's listening, it doesn't, t- it's not, he, Austin just smoked it, man. It's just, <laughs> Can't wait for you all to see it. It's beautiful. It's exactly what you want. We're going to close out here. Sponsors, or no. First, um, make sure to follow Austin at Austin Yoakum on Instagram. As per the social media conversation that we had earlier, there's a lot of great content on there that he tries to put out for all of us and um, just wants to improve everyone's life just a, just an inch and just one little ounce every day. Um, and I feel like he does a good job of that. One of the few bright spots on social media. If you want to see it used right and in a proper way, I would uh, give Austin a follow. Um, Yoakumstrike.com. You can find Austin's blog post. You can find his email and ways to get a hold of him. Um, before and after photos, numbers, videos, pretty much all about the company. You can find it there. And then also... You can check out our sponsors through the yokumstrength.com website. Or resistance band training with all your training needs. You can buy bands. If you go through the Yoakum Strength website, you'll be able to find a link on the website to buy bands and use that link. And then also um, our buddy Josh, who runs a clothing company, um, Josh Parks and Ghost Fit, he provides Austin with all of the clothing and apparel that keeps the boys looking, highlights the muscles that they put in the work to get, man. These shirts, they, they can conform to your body and you're looking pretty fresh in the weight room, you know. 
You don't want to go in the weight room with a sloppy old cotton t-shirt like Greg Ebosh does. <laughs> Those little hiked up socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to look good. Um, so, Ghost Fit's definitely a way to do that. Um, and that's pretty much all we got for today. I definitely enjoyed doing the Q&A podcast. Yeah, right. I, I think it's something that I'll continue to do and yeah. get better at and keep growing, take the sure. steps, baby. Yeah. Keep awesome. Keep chopping wood. <laughs>